0: Welcome to the wise Men's say uh, preview show as the days tick by and we look ahead to Saturday's game against Wigan Athletic. I'm joined, I Matthew Keeling, I'm joined as is customary nowadays by Tom Walsh from live from Hello. Vienna.
1: <laughs> live from Vienna. Hello, Matthew.
0: Hello, Tom. How are we? I'm
1: all right. I'm all right. It's been a big day in Walrus news. Our friend. Wally. Wally, he's uh, he's on to pass his new. He's you Know on his way home back to Svalbard, it's a
0: well, that's where they think he's going, he's heading north as far as they're aware. Mm -hmm. So
1: it's very an emotional time, really. But it's one of those things where I'm just happy it happened, really. We got to enjoy the summer with him. Well, Um,
0: don't be sad it's over, be be happy, (laughs) be happy it happened. Be happy that Wally made his way to the the Isles of Silly. Well, speaking of silly. (laughs) I'm joined by um a regular Michael Loth. I was Hello. wondering
2: which party I was wondering which one of us was going to get that title there. Well, I could not choose either
0: really because the other the other completing the the fabulous four this evening is Craig Clark. Hello Craig. Well, I do
3: like to be called fabulous. It's well, made my evening. So thanks thanks for that.
0: Are, no problem. How are we <laughs> I'm
3: I'm not feeling particularly fabulous actually. I'm yeah. feeling Quite annoyed about (coughs) Sunderland, right? So,
0: should we crack straight on with the lack of transfer activity again? Shall we just go ahead with this?
2: Because, well, before we go, I want to clarify are we calling ourselves like the leadership team or group? (laughs) Well, we can talk (laughs) about
0: this. We'll tell you what, we'll talk about this first then. So, we are we'll we'll nominate ourselves the Wiseman's leadership group. Um, it's half past five on Wednesday and Sunderland have just announced their very own leadership and communications group for a football club, which well, <laughs> I've never heard anything quite like it, but then again, what should we expect? They, Well, we've, if you haven't seen, we've appointed a new club captain, team captain in Corey Evans, and then there is just a plethora of other players being given other titles, which one of you three may know why, or how this has happened.
1: I mean, why not? I guess, I guess it's something, well. <laughs> I guess it's something to talk about instead of, you know, nothing else. I mean, what else did it? Talk about. So it's like, well, we've not made any signings, but we have appointed six captains. Like, <laughs> and a
0: goalkeeper coach. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There was that as well, which I've definitely got written down to talk about. There. Um, I don't. But, but, well, there are six players in the in the in the leadership group, um, <laughs> which I'm loath to call it, but I'm oh going to. Um, the two, obviously, yeah. Evans has mentioned, and Ida McGeady is vice captain. Now that normally, along with your club captain, would be enough, wouldn't it? You'd announce. Oh, yeah. a, you probably don't even need to announce a vice captain, really. But we've gone one step further, haven't we, Craig, and appointed some just sort of like appear to be like community champions i guess <laughs> well in the
3: in the current right. setup we've basically uh, just given out a bunch of kind of titles to nearly the entire squad by the looks of it because we don't mm. have much of a squad at the moment and a number of them have been like you say appointed to this leadership group to be honest it feels very much like a bit of a uh, a copy of the man city playbook because i believe they named six captains last season or the season before, or maybe it's just a Pep Guardiola thing. And, you know, I mean, I suppose you can you can copy off uh, worse managers, obviously. But the fact of, I think they've announced it now, right? Because it's the Wednesday before the season kicks off on Saturday. But there is an increasing feeling that we are just announcing stuff. Like, for example, the Ollie Younger contract extension, oh which God. basically yeah. went... Yeah, we had a contract extension in May, and obviously the new extension was that they'd added this kind of option for another year to it. And it's like you're just announcing things to kind of sort of deflect from the fact that we aren't signing anyone. And as you pointed out before we started recording, Tom, we haven't signed anyone for three weeks. We're three days from the Wigan game without a single fullback on the books. I honestly did not believe when we let all those players go, which I again repeat was the right thing to do, that's good process, clear out the wage bill because some of those players will have been on money that was way more than the actual contribution they were offering to the side. You've got people like Josh Scone who was probably on championship wages and he was not a championship standard player. But you have to then go out and use the room you've created on the wage bill to sign players in the way that Ipswich have done. Now, I was listening to the Totally Football League show I think it was yesterday, and Paul Cook said, not only have they brought in like 10 signings, he wants another five or six. So what they've done is gone out, replaced what they let go, and now they're looking to flesh the squad out with a few maybe quality additions, which is exactly the position we needed to be in with three days to go until the start of the season. Well, I think it is. We, I, was, Sorry, I,
1: was, I was going to say, I think Wiggins' manager said the exact same thing. He said he wanted... And it was during the week he wanted six more sign-ins on top of the seven they've already brought in. I mean, there is that kind of contradiction where we've seen it before where we bring in too many players at once and it doesn't really gel for weeks upon weeks. But, you know, that was like at a time we're in the Premier League and whatnot. Whereas like in League One, clubs do that more regularly and, and it seems to just, I don't know, well, they don't all collapse on themselves. But I don't think... I mean, I'm low to keep going on about it because it feels like we've been doing the same line it's for the past, like Grand pods. Day
0: almost doing these pods because we've been talking about the same the same thing and the fact that we're we're just desperately lacking in players. And you just mentioned Wigan there, Tom. Would anyone like to guess which player Wigan have just been linked with? Uh, I'll oh, I'll give you another a clue. one. The, another one of our players from last season.
1: Oh. Another uh, not Denver one.
0: Hugh, it's not Denver no, Hugh, it's is. not Denver Hugh, but it's a fullback. <laughs> it is Connor McLaughlin, they've been linked with no Conor McLaughlin now. Oh, my! So, oh my. a player That'd that we can do much worse than bring back, frankly.
3: Well, because we um, don't have a right back, so he's instantly th- likewise. The crazy thing is that Callum McFaddsian is currently like better than any of the left backs that we have. That isn't yeah. an, and I'm having a dig at dice. He just hasn't got any first team experience, well, and therefore been... McFadden is like a, an established fullback at like kind of this level, and is signed for another League One club. That's insane situation to be three days before the start of the season. It just it is. is.
0: No, it is. I mean, Mick, what do you, what do you think? Are you are you joining us in the, the uh, concern as we head? What, quarter to six on Wednesdays, the hours tick by until we line up against Wigan. Are you also very concerned or are you going to tell us that it's all fine?
2: I'm absolutely not going to do that. Um, it all just <laughs> failed. I think it's just kind of like with the um, with the kind of first day of the season becoming like kind of ever closer, um, our lack of signings and this whole kind of like captain subcommittee group almost, it just feels like we're living in like a real life version of uh, like Project Zeus. <laughs> like, the, like the entire like football club at the minute and I think the day just yeah. really compounded that but now being serious I think like you said Craig it's been three weeks since we've signed anyone and I think at that point I was frustrated with the lack of incomings so the fact that we're three weeks on and not only have we not signed anyone other than Gallagher and that deal obviously didn't go through we've hardly mm. even been anybody and I'm not saying that I one kind of like different like stories breaking every day but other than Jebson and Gallagher, I can't really remember kind of like a, a concrete kind of like link over the last Probably. few weeks. It's just really worrying, really. Like, it just feels as though the whole kind of attitude around the club is one of like almost like complacency. And I'm sure that the stuff going on behind the scenes where you don't know about, et cetera, et cetera. But you're not, you're not telling me that if um, you'd been offered this scenario um, the day after the LinkedIn game, anybody would have been happy with it. Like if you'd said that the week going into our final pre-season friendly... Would we'll be playing Winchester at right back, Dan Nail at left back. And then we're in a situation where our captain group is like kind of like so much bigger than the total number of fullbacks we've got, you'd be highly concerned, quite <laughs> rightly so. Well, we um, only have
0: I, one I, captain, to be fair, to have a greater number than the amount of fullbacks we've got. Never mind six. So
1: it, was nice to, it was nice to show Jebison oh. like round the ground, though, on Saturday. I mean, that, <laughs> just, that was fun. And now he's going to Rotherham or something. So. Well, no, it's
0: a, well, his destination now is undecided and he's remaining with Sheffield United for the time. Yeah,
1: the he probably um, thinks, I'll just sit out this season. It's like these teams... Well, they
0: probably get some game time at, at Sheffield anyway, so it's not, you know... Well, with him,
3: Jebison, I could totally understand, right, if he decided to go to another club who could offer him more first-team football, because he's going to be competing with Ross Stewart, who we all agree, I think, at this point, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn to say that, has looked really, really good in pre-season, and I'm quite happy to watch him lead the line this season. Obviously, he needs competition, but if you're wanting your young, up-and-coming striker to go out and play regularly, you probably don't want him to go to Sunderland as much as a smaller club where he's got an opportunity to play more games. I just think that it's it, unfortunately being the bigger club actually works against you in, the, in this instance.
0: I well, think yeah, because the last thing we, we want as well is to have one of them loan deals where oh, he has to play x amount of games yeah. in it because that's that's no good for us for where we want to be. We're, I'm not at the end of the day we're not you know we're, we're not here to to advance these players' careers. We need players who are going to come in and, and do a job for us. So sorry, Mick, were you going to say something?
2: No, I, no, not really. It's just like, yeah. but no, like just to kind of continue like what we've all been saying. It is just kind of massively concerning. Like you touched on Wigan there, and I know it's become kind of like a standing joke that their kind of like recruitment strategy is just to must have just watched like our kind of like unreleased season review or something about our highlights, and then come up with some of the players. But I think the point I would make on that is that Wigan, you, you think about it like a few months ago, their entire existence was up in the air. Like they had yeah, like, lots no it's massively different, and and so. But what my point is, Wigan. So what they're doing is a team that had to scratch around to stay in a division last season. And when you look at the quality of players that they're bringing in in comparison to what they had last season, that's taken them to mm. another level. So if Wigan progress from just outside the relegation zone to signing players who got who played for a team that got into the playoffs last season and had a shout of automatic promotion for much of it, then that's probably going to take them about two or three like levels up the league compared to where they were last season. So that's good progress you look at Ipswich, the situation here in last season with their players, they've made signings who on paper look really good. They've clearly got a model and a strategy there. I think they've only signed one or two players who are over the age of 30. So you're looking around at all these clubs, like I'm even getting a little bit envious of like MK Dons, who I refuse to acknowledge it even like, <laughs> you know what I mean, but not even a thing. Well, and, like, and they've are. got like, and they've got like a better kind of like strategy in place than us. Like, the temporary standard Gillingham is all of an MK Dons and they've got a better struct infrastructure than us. <laughs> like it's it, it, at the minute, like I, I don't want to just kind of like sound like I'm just being like negative and like cynical for the sake of it. But it is just it is a bit of a cash 22 because throughout the pre-season I've actually been really encouraged with like mm-hmm. the way we've tr- the way we've tried to play. Like kind of like Gareth mentioned I think the pressing's been a lot better. And as much as like the we Jew still out on Lee Johnson, I think we are seeing him put his stamp on the team. And I'm getting to the point where, like, if I was him, I'd be really, really frustrated that he's not being given the tools to implement what he clearly wants to implement. And to be quite frank. Sorry. Yeah. And if we we get off to a slow start, that's on kind of like the background setup. That's not on Lee Johnson.
3: Well, I was just going to say, but it isn't, is it? Because he's the one who's going to get all the flack and the pressure. It's Mm -hmm. his neck that's going to be on the line. And it's his reputation that's going to be on the line. He must be frustrated. He's got to be frustrated by this. Yeah. Sorry, Tom, you were going to say something as
1: well. I, was going to say, well. I was just going to be a bit more disparaging. I was just going to say that the one of the biggest crimes of this transfer window is that we actually have to feel sorry for Lee Johnson, <laughs> a manager that I don't particularly rate. Um, we say there about Ipswich, I think Ipswich are doing what what we should have done maybe like two seasons ago, where they just thought, right, it's not fun, this division. Like, There's no way we can budget our way out of this or you know sustainability or whatever crap just like we're just gonna buy as many players as we can and it's like shit or bust we have to go Mm. up this year whereas Mm. we get gaslighted with the um we have to be sustainable line and so that people then decide that this situation we're in is fine um, and like you said, again, I don't want to just be a doom merchant or whatever. Because as we said, the preseason has been encouraging. I would just like to have seen some new players integrated into this. <laughs> what is looking like a, a, quite a promising first eleven, but that's it. Just a first. It, it is that
0: is literally it. So just I uh, know the the lads looked at the whole game on on Monday, but. Well, I would
3: say one more thing on recruitment, Matt, just before. Yeah, of course. Everything we've said about like Wigan and Ipswich, right? And people can, can and MK Dons, you can throw in the mix as well. <clears throat> as well, You can be as disparaging as you want about, as you were saying, Mick, signing kind of sundling cast-offs. But those players are only cast-offs if you replace them with better. As you've said, uh, Mick, like... Wigan are trying to build from the bottom and get into the top six. Well, if I was in Wigan's position, I'd be quite happy to see a bunch of players that got a team into the top six sign for my club. And likewise, I don't mind serial failures leaving if you bring in other players. The problem is people keep saying, don't panic, and that's totally fine. I do understand that. But you do realise the closer that we get to the end of the window, the more that they're going to panic. All of the free (laughs) signings that you could have made are gone. Teams know that you're increasingly desperate, so they'll bump the fees up for the players. I mean, look, we're trying to do best in the business with Exeter. They've just signed a winger for a reported fee of around 1.3 million. To Peter, Exeter, I think you mentioned it last time I was on, Tom, a really well club. We could do worse than emulate them on on a sort of bigger scale. But they're in a position, I was listening to D3, D4's preview of League One and League Two, and they were basically saying, They're not in a position where they need to sell. They've sold enough players that they're in a really stable financial position unless they receive daft offers. Well, notice we've not heard any news, have we, of any future bids since the infamous fourth one went in a couple of Fridays ago. And the last thing to note, I think, is immediately after the Tony Gallagher deal was we pulled out of it, it seemed like one of the reasons might have been that there was this sell-on fee and the club maybe wasn't happy with it. Look, right, I, I don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing. I don't have a comment on it. But one of the other stories that came out was actually the real reason was we had someone else lined up. And that was the sound coming from the kind of Liverpool end. Well, they're taking their time getting
0: that deal over the over the line, aren't they? Mm. Like who is it? Well, <laughs> but just when when we pulled out of that deal, I expected us to have someone in for the whole game, like almost yeah,
3: absolutely. I mean, of course,
0: and we need it more than a
3: right back, we need a left back.
0: Well, we don't, yeah, we do. And it's just, I feel that we've fo- I focused, I, I personally have focused a lot on the lack of full backs, full backs bracket zero. And, <laughs> but there are other, like, there are obvious other areas where we, oh, yeah, where we need to strengthen. I mean, I was just going to say before there that the, the, the starting lineup against Hull last week, I thought. Played quite well, but as soon yeah. as changes had to be made, it was alarm the lack of depth that we have. I mean, there were. I mean, Richardson was never a squad number on the bench. That was mm. <laughs> never seen that one before. Um, but where would so aside from fullback, where do you think we need to strengthen? Because like, centre forward.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: for, yeah. it's like if Stewart gets
1: injured or suspended, we're then relying on. Greg, I know he scored at the weekend, but it's like a man who just can't score for us. And yeah. you're hanging your hat on someone you've never played to his strength at any point during his entire time here. And so, and then what? What if he gets injured? What if he gets suspended? Then it's, I don't or even if know if we, or if we sell him. I don't even know if we have another center forward, do we?
0: I don't. I don't. Kimbi don't be okay. so would be the next. Kim okay.
1: Right. Okay. Uh, Who
3: scored a total of zero goals for Torquay in the National League.
0: And well, he's probably suspended anyway because he got sent off against Hebben in pre season. I don't know if that counts. And did he? Well, he, head-butted, he headbutted someone. What? The, I, I missed that. I
3: completely Cementous. missed that. That yeah, is incredible. He, uh,
0: he, had, he was sent off for a headbutt against uh, wow. Hebben Town.
2: He was channelling in a is in a via, um, getting sent <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, of course. If only you'd be but, that good. If only he would be <laughs> that good. I think my kind of point, like I don't want to just like draw on about like backs all night, but it's got that problem. Is kind of like, a bit of a <laughs> problem because what it it's does. doing is our midfield is arguably our most well-stocked area. But what that's doing is that's pulling options out of our midfield who could be. Who could be there? So, you're taking Dan Neil out, who is very promising. He likes to get on the ball, play forward. Um, you've got him playing left back. You've got Winchester at right back. So, you're pulling two options out of the midfield. So, that's making your most well stocked area. Eve, like, even that's something a little bit fair. So, as I say, so consequently, because of that, that's got a knock-on, which means you're having free way on the bench. So, like I say, V's, like it's not just a case of not having fullback. It's a knock-on effect that has throughout the squad. Oh, that's a good about, point. And you talk about injuries up front. Like, for me, I really worry about centre half. So let's say that Bailey Wright and Flanagan stay. Like, like I think they're both fine. They're both fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with, like, perfectly adequate, like, League One defenders. But both of them have quite a bad injury record. They're not going to get through a 46 game season unscathed. So when you've got Callum Doyle, who I really, really rate from what I've seen, I think he's um, got great potential. I think he's got all the attributes, like, physically, like, everything to be a really good centre half at this level. But you down to him, and then you down to Ollie Younger, who again I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with him, but he's like kind of very unproven at this level. He's not he's only played like one league game, is it? And that was 45 minutes against Rochdale at right back. And yep. Other than that, he's played two games on one at St Patrick's, and he's like kind of coming up 21, 22 year old now. So like I'm saying, I'm not just trying to like hammer everything, but we're just kind of unnecessarily leaving ourselves short to the point where. We are just a few injuries away from a crisis, and we saw last season we did get quite a lot of injuries. If us emulate, it's absolutely frightening the team that we might have to end up putting out, particularly well, straight, with, like, straight off the back. Could.
3: Straight off the back, Corey Evans has got quite a bad injury record. He rarely starts more than twenty-five games a season. So, you know, you lose like you say, make you lose him for you know a handful of games, and you're using Carl Winchester at right back and Dan Neal at left back. What do you do? You have to then bring younger maybe in at fullback, or you, you're just reshuffling pieces all over and bringing in players who aren't an improvement on what we had it's, last season. That's the crucial thing.
0: I, it is and it's this would be frustrating enough if you were sat here in November having to deal with this situation, let alone going into the opening game of the season like this. We're not even using... The midfielder that's best at fullback at fullback, because we've now decided that he's our first choice central midfielder in Liverpool that, nine. That's so daft. That's so
1: daft. He's played. I don't care what you say. He's not. He's not been effective for us as a midfielder. He hasn't. Any any time he's played there, he's. We've now we've we've found out that his best position is right back. But now for this season, he's never playing at right back again, and he's going to have to play midfield. And it makes you wonder whether that was a term of his contract which it does. I mean, it's kind of like, it does look like something like that because how is he suddenly uh, this midfield, midfield dynamo that we've been crying out for, even though there's the position, the right back. That's where you needed to play. Uh, yeah. Well,
3: it's weird because it, they talked up uh, Johnson did talk up o uh, versatility as being one of the reasons that they offered him a pay rise and we were able to keep him. And that's, that's totally fine. It actually makes sense because if you're going to work with a relatively, I mean, it's, it's way too small at the moment, but assuming we do bring in bodies between now and the end of August, it means that you've got someone who can move around and, and cover various positions. That is a useful asset to have. Of course it is, but not if you're not going to use them like that. Currently, because of the squad depth, we do kind of need them at right back. Um, or left back actually I'd probably be inclined to play him at left back and use Dan Neal in the centre of midfield because I think Dan Neal has looked the best of the central midfielders apart from Corey Evans who has impressed me by the way, I think he has looked good and if we can keep him fit for kind of 30 starts or something if we're lucky, I think he will have a good season
0: I agree, I I think he will Uh, Evans is, is obviously a good A good player and it is just going to be keeping them fit well looking just moving on from recruitment or the lack of um just on the team on Saturday then we don't have many options so one of them who might be a bit up in the air is the goalkeeping position would anyone like to pick their goalkeeper for Saturday because obviously Patterson played against Hull I think Burge had a slight injury. Would anyone leave him in for the Wigan game or do we have to unfortunately play Lee Burge in goal this season?
2: If, if Lee, <laughs> if Lee <laughs> Burge is fit, it's Lee Burge for me. Yeah. Um, Patterson, like, fair enough. I understand he might have potential or whatever, but against Hull, I think he looked very like, jittery, very nervous. Um, and I think in general, when I've seen him play, it's not really his fault. But other than the Oldham game in the Papa John's last season, I don't recall him like making a save where I kind of thought, like, wow, that's kind of kept us in the game or that's like, a really good contribution. And I think some of the things he does, if Lee Burge does it, he gets hammered. And unfortunately, I know that then um, Patterson's young, but we've got to hold him to the same standard as Burge. So I just think for that reason alone, like, Burge, like, as anyone who listens to this podcast knows, like I'm not Lee Burge's biggest fan by any stretch of imagination. But he has proven last season he can make like big saves that can win us points, and he went through a really good run of form and clean sheets last season. So um, I would 100% stick with Burge this season as a number one.
1: He's also the League One goalkeeper of the year. So... <laughs> That's
0: yeah. true.
3: That is true. Yeah, he
2: was in the Do team I, of the season. Of course
3: he was.
0: Yeah. No, it would be Burge for me too. I was just interested to see if anyone had any um, differing opinions on that. Well, does anyone have any anything else to add on the recruitment or? Saturday's team before I remember to put a break in this week's podcast <laughs> I was we going to if
3: what, what are we talking about after the break are we going to talk well, about the game more
0: predi- well we're going to look ahead of the, to the winning game ag- again which is very exciting and then we've I've asked you to do some predictions as well so I hope you've remembered to do your homework well I, I well, think we sh-
1: should end this uh, the end of this half with some let's all say something positive because we always get told we're too negative
0: it's going to be very difficult for me to do that
1: I don't want to hear that. I want to hear hear
0: something positive. I don't think we'll lose to Wigan. There you go. There's there's something positive. (laughs) That's
1: what we've Mm. sunk to.
3: (laughs) Well, we did lose against them twice last season, so it would be an improvement Mm. to just not lose the game, I mean. Yeah. Go on then, say something positive.
1: Um, Shit. Mickey, you first.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Elliot Hamilton's actually great, and I take back everything I said about him last season. Okay. Oh, uh,
3: yeah, I'll I'll throw that in I think you have to have potentially no potentially if if um, depending on how Johnson sets up and I don't think Neil will play in midfield but I think he probably deserves a run of games in that position and he might get it if there are injuries I think you've got quite an exciting young spine you've got Doyle, you've got Neil Embleton and Ross Stewart still like I think under 25 or the yeah, yeah. oldest is 25 that's quite an exciting spine to the team so I think that is something to build around. All right, Doyle's not our player, but, you know, it's still a refreshing change from kind of the tried and tested that we've, we've kind of gone down in the past. We just need to flesh that out with huh. kind of six to eight new signings. And, and you've got a team that, as we know, League One's shite. Yep. It doesn't take much to finish in the top six. We had all 9 playing centre-half most of last season and finished in the top six. So bring a few bodies in, get this quality they keep talking about in, I'll be confident.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, I was going to say mine's a slightly different, very positive thing, but we are like, I can't go unfortunately on Saturday, but it will be quite an occasion for a full, not full-ish stadium again after these past well, nearly two years without it. So I think that'll be, the occasion itself will be quite nice. And I think that's something to look forward to it. It's something quite positive. Um and hopefully we don't lose, which will be even more good.
0: It will. Well that that shall we do the second half of the pod really positively and see how long we can keep this up. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're well, okay, we okay. <laughs> well, gonna take a break anyway, and when we come back, we'll be doing some predictions for not just the weekend game but the further opening six games of the season. Ah! Back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Now, before we look at the opening six games that I've asked you to predict, we're going to look at the Wigan game in particular. Now, we've already mentioned the goalkeeping situation and we ended the last half of the pod very positively talking about the young spine that we've got. Mm. Or Craig did, anyway. So, <laughs> let's look at the midfield. Now, we've obviously got Corey Evans who... Is captain now of the well, kind of the head of the leadership and communications group of the football <laughs> club. Um, so he's surely the first name on the team sheet, is he not?
1: Yep, I'd say so. Next to McGeady,
0: yeah, yeah, McGeady will be
3: also without a doubt in every game that he's physically fit enough to hopefully play. Well, he hopefully leave. he's
0: fit. Yeah, that's
1: well, the whole well, yeah, the whole leadership team should be playing, shouldn't it?
0: It, well it, it, it might well be. It's,
1: isn't is
3: Bailey Wright part of it? Because oh, I don't yeah, think yeah, right at, Bailey Wright's yeah. Wright and Flanagan won't play together, get will they? Because they haven't played together through the preseason and Doyle probably play centre back with one of them. Well, I but think he'll play Doyle and Flanagan in the which middle. Could play could play Flanagan or Doyle at left back. If Wright's fit enough to come in, because obviously he's missed most of pre season, he could shift one of those two to
0: left back. He and might be playing tear. for Wigan. <laughs> <laughs> which one? Flanagan or right? <laughs> <laughs> <are> fairly right. <laughs> well, either or, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not. he could he could shunt one of them out to, to left-back, which would make more I sense than playing Dan Neil there, frankly, for me. But
3: I, yeah, I
1: agree. Flanagan's I
0: mean,
3: left-footed as well. So it's... Fl- Flanagan's played left-back for Burton in a promotion-winning team and in the Championship, granted Get him it was in. a few years ago. But he has done it, so why? Obviously, I, I can see why Johnson picks the midfielders there. He likes a certain type of fullback, and it's why Max Power ended up playing a lot of right back because he likes players who can deliver a certain type of ball into the box, right? And
0: I, I do get it, but Dan Neil isn't even left-footed. That's the big issue because you, you're immediately the wrong way around. It's like wearing the boots on the wrong feet, like because you can't tackle properly. It, it's incredibly difficult to go in for a tackle when you're not left-footed, particularly your slide and challenge, you're the wrong way around. You have to tackle with sort of the outside. It, it doesn't make sense. And positionally, it's not going to help you at all. Um, he might have Jordan about,
3: Jones running out of as well. Might, which I, I, I'm no big fan of his, personally. I thought he was massively overrated when he was here. But of course, everyone who seemed to rate him when he was here now think he's shit. <laughs> but they didn't think he was shit two months ago. But I really never thought he was anything particularly special. But I, if I was Jordan Jones coming into my new club, and I had the and I was going to be lining up against, um, he's a Carl Winchester who has acquitted himself okay in pre-season at right back, but has got absolutely no pace whatsoever. And on the other side, you've got a teenager midfielder who doesn't have much first-team experience, and as you say, Matt, isn't even kind of left-footed. Jordan Jones will be, you know, wanting to... You'll, I, I feel like he's the kind of player who would be desperate to impress against former clubs as
0: well. Oh, yeah. Because he seems like an <laughs> arsehole. <laughs> no, he, he, no, he does. I think, well, I, I don't think that's a bad shout at all to put um, Flanagan at, at left back. But say he doesn't do that and he leaves Neil there. who's usually playing in the middle alongside... Well, it's got to be all 9 I guess. All 9 and Evans in the middle. Um, yeah, midfield. Unfortunately,
1: I think that's so just Evans. Then, yeah. So <laughs> we've not done very long with this positivity, have we? <laughs> no, that's my
0: fault.
1: I, I can't help it. We're just
0: shit. Yeah, like, it's, no, it's but depressing. if you, when you look at that,
3: you do, when you do, I mean, look, there are no options. There are very, no, very wrong. few options at the back. But you can do yourself a favor potentially by, yeah, it's not ideal, but playing somebody like Flanagan or Doyle at fullback gives you a bit more experience in the position against potentially a former winger with, winger with a kind of point to prove and who's got pace. So someone with a bit of defensive now. I know that many people might say Flanagan doesn't have that, but he's played a lot of football. He's got a lot of experience. Um, well, he's
0: got more now there and experience than Dan Neal. Let's be honest and that's not a slight on Neil, that's just the fact that he's, what, 18 years old and a midfielder. And I don't think he started a game for us in midfield in the league, let alone... No. Like, it'd be remarkable if his first start for us was at left-back. It's just... Yeah.
1: I think this was brought up in our like, chat the other day when we were talking about we we're talking about this situation with Neil at the full-back. And someone pointed out that, well, what happens... So at the moment, he can't play in midfield because 0-9 has to play there for some reason. Whereas O9 should be playing at right back. And I'd quite like to see a tandem of Corey Evans and Dan Neal, because I think that would be quite I think it would be quite interesting. But say he's playing out of left back. What happens when we actually buy a left back? So then he's out the team completely. And this promising youngster that everyone's been wanting to see for like about the best part of 18 months now can't get in the squad because our best right back is playing in centre midfield and he's he's sat on the bench because we've actually brought in a specialist left back i think it's just Hmm. i think it's just um blocking the pathway a bit of someone that you know an actual academy graduate not one of these not like younger or dice that we've brought in from somewhere else about 12 months ago an actual academy graduate that should be have his chance at this level because if he's not going to get his chance at this level now in a team that has no players, when is he ever going to get this chance? I just yeah, think that's well, a I'll very be... good point,
0: that Actually, um, and we, the last thing we want is to be uh, to be this to the, to be the detriment of of Neil's development because he does look good enough and he does look ready to play in this team for me. Mm. Well, uh, it's
3: interesting, isn't it, that clearly the manager wasn't expecting... Well, actually, one of the things I think that's quite interesting is that the manager likes to rotate his midfield, but he would tend to play scouring in every game, right? Yeah. So maybe 0-9 is, and Evans, he, he maybe wants to keep that partnership together as much as possible. But Because even if he was going to rotate things, he was talking about how Neil had to stake a claim in the cup games, basically. He was going to get his chance in those games, which further suggests that Lee Johnson did not expect to be using him at left-back in pre-season and not be faced with the prospect of using him there in the first game. He had a clear vision for how he wanted to use Dan Neal, and he hasn't really been able to allow that to materialise because he's been kind of crowbarring him in at left-back, which I just don't think Johnson would have wanted to do that based on his comments two, three weeks ago. It didn't seem like something he was preparing for at all. But I agree with the overall point. Look at what happened with Embleton. Again, I said this last time, I'm not going to rewrite history. And I kind of agree with Gareth's point on Monday. At the time, it was probably the right thing to do to let him go out on loan. He hadn't had a run of games and he had done little to suggest that he deserved one. Now he has kind of had an opportunity to stake his claim and he clearly does deserve a run in the team. The ironic thing is, that we've signed another player to play in his position in Alex
0: Pritchard, but he's obviously not been Ah, uh, don't worry. Yet.
1: He'll never play for us. It's fine.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I was just going <laughs> to say, there's just going to be like your claim uh, last season that um, that centre-half, who I've forgotten his name... Morgan Feeney. Morgan Feeney. Uh, and he didn't. So. He didn't play for He didn't play for didn't
2: he? No. Yeah. I think you'll find a against uh, Maston Villa's children. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Danny uh, Graham
0: also scored uh, in that game, so that, I don't think that one counts.
1: But my prediction was he'd never play in the league for us. Uh.
0: <laughs> well,
3: what, what do people think about? <laughs> Embleton may be staking a claim for the O nine 9 position because he does like to rotate things and he is going to have an abundance of options for that kind of number 10 role. I know people; he's not everyone's cup of tea, but Aiden O'Brien's still on the books. I keep and forgetting about
0: him. Oh, yeah.
3: He, he. You've got three players to kind of play in that position. I, I wonder whether Embleton and Embleton has dropped deep in some games this in this preseason. He did against Hull. He made changes and pull, pulled um, him back into. A he still looks quite.
0: He looks quite. He still does look good in the middle. Obviously, he's more effective as a as a number ten for me. But I think if he if he had to play, um, in that. In the deeper role, I don't think it will be an issue. It's whether he, well, obviously when Pritchard comes in, that's going to be a decision that well, the manager, whether he rotates. But for me, well, he's definitely going to play in the number 10 on Saturdays and he? he has to.
1: Just as You long think as so? Play. Just as long as he's playing, really, just so he gets a good run in the team. That's yeah. all we want to see.
0: Well, yeah, so with him in the middle... Uh, Number ten and out wide. I Presume we'll go McGeady and Gooch. Um, I don't really think there's much argument there unless anyone particularly wants Jack Diamond to play.
1: Uh, No,
3: no. But that just highlights another area of weakness because if McGeady say wasn't fit after the injections he had, he should be. It was suggested it would be about a week, so I didn't expect him to play V Hall, and he didn't. But if for some reason he's not available, Jack Diamond is pretty much the only other senior winger at the club now.
0: Jairjof Hawks, who obviously played out wide against Hull. He did. For me, it was just anonymous. Um, He did put in a lovely ball for the uh, that ended
3: up with the grid goal from the free kick.
0: It was a good free kick, yeah. But, you know, he doesn't look ready to... Well, I I might be wrong. I I also thought he was more of a number 10. So it shows what I I know. I thought that, actually. I
3: thought Um, he was an attacking midfielder. I don't know if you've seen him play, Mick. In his time at Hartlepool, or in the twenties or anything.
2: If I if I have seen him play for pearls I can't remember it.
1: <laughs> no great, a glowing
3: end. I wonder if that's why they released him. <laughs> Good um... stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. If on... For some reason, I had it in my head that you'd mentioned him being like an attacker midfielder, Mick. But it must have yeah,
2: been yeah. Yeah, that is where he like played for Hartlepool. I don't know that. All oh, right. That's right. You. That's purely because I used to like, um, like, flash over Hartlepool season ticket holder. That's not because I'm saying them like player. No, but that's
3: oh. more than probably many of us know about him. Which more than I know,
2: so which admittedly
0: doesn't take a lot. Um, well, yeah, and then obviously Ross Stewart up front. So yeah, there's your starting eleven. We just hope we don't have to make any changes then. No. Oh. <laughs> so what are we saying for the back four? I think that's the the most contentious
3: area. I'd personally play. Winchester, well, I, I would play all 9 right-back, but that isn't going to happen. It's not going to happen. So there's I think yeah. Yeah, Winchester at right-back, and then I think he's got a decision to make about left-back, and I think he will play Dan Neal there, personally, uh, unless we yeah. sign someone, unless we sign someone. Well,
1: even if we do, they're not going to be ready.
0: Well, I think they'll it's, play it's, the back.
1: It's Wednesday now. The game's in yeah. two days, so there's no way that if we get someone in, unless... I don't know if we buy him from Newcastle or Middlesbrough. They're not going to be ready. Alike. So
3: it's possible to players do sign and then and go straight into the side. You know, if we signed him tomorrow, somebody they, like you say, there's not been a lot of noise, but that needs to be a lot means, of signings do come out the blue, don't well, they?
1: But that needs to be someone who's been playing for their team all the way through pre season. We mm. can't have someone who's like a free transfer. Because they've, been, on sat his in, own for they've six been sat weeks. in their ass. Yeah. They've been sat in their ass all summer. And it'll take about another month to get going. But yeah, obviously,
3: someone like if you if you signed, I know it's the wrong side, as and he's the right back, but if you got key in,
1: mm, I think right, yeah
3: he would just yeah, slot cool. straight in. You know what I mean? You'd play him immediately.
1: But as we said, it's like that Exeters don't have to sell, so that could drag on all that could drag on all August. So
3: I haven't heard anything else as well about this bid for Gabriel at Nottingham Forest. Again, I thought I, got, I thought
1: I thought I got knocked back.
3: Well, no, oh, well there you go. That's the end of that then. That's the end of that. <laughs> one, <laughs> one. <laughs> I didn't know that. I actually, honestly, the last I saw, we had a bid in, and Alan Nixon had responded to somebody saying that the amount of money that was being mooted was wrong. That was the oh, last right. I heard. So I, I don't know. You you must have heard that that amount of money that was wrong was because we would bid lower and it was rejected.
1: I think so. I think that was the the crack. But you know, that's what usually happens. Don't that's quote me on do. it.
3: Do.
0: No, we'll call, we will call you on that with when we tweet the pod out.
1: Yeah, Planet, but again, uh, what, it, Planet Football, would, whatever they
0: were called. Yeah. <laughs> Shout well, out to slams them. transfer days. Yeah. Yeah. He'd
3: be a good... So I, I mean, again, I can't remember anything of him for Blackpool, but he's the right age range. He's coming from a higher team. He's played for a team that got promoted last season. Again, that's the right kind of signing to be aiming for, but we do seem to be having a bit of an issue with
0: getting some of these deals over the line. So... And-
1: and he has legs, so that's good.
0: That is good. That is always a you know, a plus. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so what are we saying then? Are we saying Winchester, Doyle and Flanagan and Neil is your back for? Probably. Right. Yeah, I think well, it will be that, yeah. Well that's well I'm, I've I've had enough for talking about the Wigging game now, frankly, because it's just quite depressing. And I asked you all to do some homework, so have you all done it?
3: Uh
1: yes. I'll yes. just do it off.
0: I'd already done the predictions for the
3: Witten stuff that's going to go on the website tomorrow, I think. So I'll just riff off that.
2: Right, well, so uh, before <laughs> we don't do create, it... so not be best... a non-conformist, where's the show?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I've been rest...
3: busy. I can't our just rest down the... tools.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so ask the lads to predict. Um, Sunderland's finishing position, uh, the top goal scorer, the player to watch... Um, but also, and we'll do this first, the, the first six games of the season, how many points we feel we'll get from these games. I don't need scores. Uh, the first six are Wigan, MK Dons, Burton, Wimbledon, Wickham and Sheffield Wednesday. So Wigan, I feel like I've said Wigan on this podcast, the word Wigan more times than I've said any other word in my life. Um, <laughs> but, but Wigan, um, Mick, how's you, how many points are we going to get from the Wigan game? Are we going to win?
1: One, we're gonna get
0: one point right.
1: Well, one for me as well,
0: Craig.
3: Yeah, uh, probably a point. I mean, you haven't done this,
0: have you? You haven't, no, I've thought I've been thinking about it. it. No,
3: because the well, I always think it's interesting to look at the like kind of betting markets, and I find it (laughs) astounding that Wigan are 14 to 5 to win that game. Because if you were looking at that dispassionately and you looked at the state of the two squads, there is no way. That Wigan are nearly three to one to win that game, and but I do agree. I think it'll that's probably great
0: a odds. draw. It's great. Odds. It what great me no, it is
3: great I mean, odds. I, I, I mean, you look at us. We're favourites to win the league based on the fact you could base that on the fact that there's time to sign players, right? That's fine. But for an individual game, I am shocked that we're like ten to eleven to win that game with no mm. fallbacks on the books. I think that's really remarkable.
0: Yeah, we're favourites to win the league because the bookies will know that people betting on League One won't look at this and they'll just see the Sunderlander in it and bet on it. Yeah,
3: that's true. Whereas, like people have obviously moved the odds, like the odds on Ipswich have moved because people have been lumping on based on they've got a good manager and they've made good signings. So,
0: well, agree. Well, well, I, I think we'll get a point on. On Saturday as well, so there's points for all four of us. Um, and if we're being positive, Matt, like I said, that is an improvement. It is. It is a massive improvement on last season. We've got a Milton Keynes next Saturday. Uh, I've got us getting another point there. Unbeaten no. start. See, no a winless start. Like, but
3: you know, I think we'll lose.
0: You think we'll lose? Well,
3: even without Russell Martin, who? Their managers has gone to Swansea,
0: are <laughs> he? Oh, they're
1: just just blokes, aren't they?
0: <laughs> no, but he, he's... He's a th- done quite well there. He's paid money job. for him. Swansea have paid money for him. Yeah. I
1: mean, a big, big respect for him to uh, buy all those players and then just, like, do one. <laughs> yeah. I love him.
3: That's
0: great.
1: That's
3: great. I, I also I love him, presu- I, pr- I presume they've got, like, a, a transfer strategy that's a bit like what we're supposed to be
0: implementing where, well, the one that we you pretended know. to have at the beginning. Well, We're waiting for it to materialise.
3: I assume they've got a similar structure because they seem remarkably well-run, MK Dons.
0: Yeah. Well, they would be. Don't know why. They just would be. Um, well, <laughs> so how, well, are we going to beat them or not?
2: No,
3: oh,
0: me. Uh, yes, you, Craig.
3: I think we'll draw that as well.
0: Another point.
2: Mick? I've gone for a defeat there. <laughs> Dear
0: me, not one win yet amongst the four of us for the first two games.
2: God, two well, have a fit,
0: under. Yes, well, but well, I don't have us winning at Burton either, so I've got us drawing the first three games of the season. Uh, I do. I have us
1: beating Burton. Oh
0: well, great, yeah. excellent. Our first win is going to.
1: And everyone up. can have a lovely old time in one of the best places well, to watch a football match. unfortunately,
0: it's on a Tuesday night, so. Oh what? Yeah. So. That's oh wait a minute. That, yeah. And that also means
3: that we'll be, um, you know, the games are going to start coming thick and fast very early. Yeah. And we, that doesn't give you the extra bit of time to make signings before no, that game. I think, also, we'll, I, I think we'll beat Burton, though.
1: You also forget we've got a game against Port Vale like next week as well.
3: Oh, God. I
0: haven't
2: included that. No. So no, I don't no. care. No. Um, what was that, Mick? Sorry. I just dread the thing beside we'll have to field against them. Like I'm not it, really bothered about the cup, but like it's just it's, it's going to be like team. a tramier game, is I think you'll just use it like a tramier preseason. Yeah, I game. wouldn't be surprised
0: if he did that. Um, and they, I'm they,
3: they uh, Port Villa tipped to do quite well by a couple of different podcasts in League Two. So if they put out a a decent side, it'll be a good test for some of these players who at the moment are basically a injury away from being in the first
0: team. So. <laughs> That'll be interesting to see. Well, it will. Mick, do you think we'll mm-hmm. beat Burton? Did you say?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm going for us to win that. Oh well. Three. Excellent. Great.
0: This is right. Well, can we keep the wins up then against Wimbledon at home? You're yeah. bloody right we can. Yeah, we'll, we'll win that. Full house, because I think that's where our first victory of the season's gonna come.
1: So <laughs> you know what? But despite,
0: despite, despite
3: all the deals, that's that's like no defeat for me and you, Matt.
1: Well this, this is. This is the issue. Like, we could be like perceived to be negative and have le- like the le- concerns about stuff, but then you forget how dreadful this
0: league is. Yeah, it's terrible. So we play Wickham after that at all. Oh,
1: we will. Um, see I put this down as a, a win, but it's so also a, but it's also a game I'm going to. Oh. <laughs> and I've not been back into the UK <laughs> in a year. So
0: <laughs> Right. So mm. are you sticking with a win or are you gonna change your mind?
1: No, I'm going to be. I'm going to be optimistic and say. Of course, we'll win. we are. We, yeah, yes,
0: rightly so. So, I've gone. Well, I think we'll win. Craig, we're going to beat Wickham at home. I think we'll lose that uh, unless oh, we've signed. Oh, come on, me. Goodness me. Come on.
3: They, they'll be a decent team this season. So, ah, uh, right. think we, we've got a bad home record as well. So, and the
1: return of Josh Scowan. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 Wow.
3: But I think. I think they might be quite, <laughs> quite difficult. To, you know, a lot of this is dependent as well on. By this point, you'd hope we brought in some players. So, well, you'd think
0: so. Well, you'd think so because that is the twenty eighth of August. So, if we haven't brought any players in by then, then we are in serious trouble. Um, and my prediction, which for the uh, finishing position, which I'll reveal soon, may come true. Um, <laughs> What Mick. do you think, Mick? Wickham. Um, draw. Mm, well. You're trying to ruin my day out.
3: Tell I know, yeah. Um, no, I'm, jinxing, I'm jinxing it into a win for you, Tom, by well, saying will lose.
0: The, thanks, the first six uh, games are rounded off uh, with a trip to Sheffield Wednesday, which I was drawing and completing an unbeaten opening six games. So people say that I'm negative, then th- think again. Well... Mm-hmm.
1: This is the first game after our glorious end of transfer window. Yeah. So we're going to (laughs) lose. With all our fancy new players, and we'll lose to Crisis Club Sheffield Wednesday. They've they've signed a lot of players. They have signed a lot of players. players. They'll be a team that end up like, you know, like six points clear, like in September, out of, Hmm. you know, no reason or rhyme or reason at all.
0: But then finish eighth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll go I'm not conv- halfway
3: through
0: the <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah do you think we'll I'm win not, Craig? yeah I'm not convinced
3: they'll be very good although I do rate the manager I, I think he's good Moor isn't he yeah so I think, we'll, yeah. I, I think we'll win that game I think we'll win that one Ooh. three points I yeah. think we'll be better Might. away from home again
0: uh, um, yeah well we've obviously got the fans back in the ground this season so maybe that'll make a, make a difference I don't know.
1: yeah we're even worse
0: Hope so. Um, Michael, uh, Sheffield Wednesday away.
2: I think this is going to be absolute... there will be the first game where we'll have like a massive away allocation. We'll take 6,000 fans down. Everyone's going to go on about it all week and then we're going to lose 2-0. Oh, yeah. even a score. Ooh, yeah. Wow. That's wow. You know, Michael,
3: having you be this down and that, it's like, man, things mustn't be good. Because <laughs> usually... That I mean, obviously, if the game was tomorrow, I think you'd be much more pumped and like Uh, it changes your mindset. But like, yeah, I don't know. It just it just makes me feel like Christ. Well, we'll maybe you've
0: been
2: the least. I get accused both ways though. Like, I get accused like, by some people of being kind of like a happy clapper and all this and the other and then I get like, accused of being like a doom merchant as well at the same time
0: well no one can accuse you of being a happy clapper because you're the least optimistic out of the four of us with eight points from the opening six games of the season which frankly is pathetic me and Tom both have us getting ten and Craig uh, you've got us getting eleven points ah. from the open six games so with that in mind where are we going to finish uh, Tom where are we going to finish seventh i think
1: wow. i think it'll just be a case of we've left it a bit too short and also uh johnson's like tendencies for this kind of like streaky form i think that'll come back to the the four and i think and i do. i don't know i'm just not very confident we'll actually make the playoffs but i don't think we'll be as bad as some people have predicted
0: well i've predicted us to finish 11th so uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well uh, but that uh, you know the unbeaten starts will make way for a terrible september johnson sacked in mid-october i do um, think that'll happen as well you know and we appoint i don't know gary megson to see us over the line we finish in 11th place and do it all again next summer <clears throat> <clears throat> <coin>. wrong <clears throat> Yeah, Yeah. we couldn't. The the days of dreaming of him are over. It's impossible (laughs) now. An impossible dream. (laughs) Mate, where are we going to finish?
2: I'm going to go for Matthew Kaelin's special eighth. Eighth. Wow, not one of us (laughs) getting even in
0: the playoffs yet. Incredible, Craig. Are we going to finish in the playoffs?
3: Yeah, I'll I'll take us to finish sixth.
0: I think if we, (laughs) the best we can do is sixth. Well, my
1: words.
3: I mean, to be honest, I was looking. I was. I've listened to the previews of kind of like other podcasts, and I've had a look at some other. St- it's good to get a new view. I thought it was astonishing that not the top twenty had us finishing third, based on the fact that basically we've implemented a structure behind the scenes. It's. Like, I just well, don't
0: see how you can predict that. know.
3: Uh, how is this squad going to finish
0: in third? Like it's ridiculous. well.
3: So they they're doing it based on faith, right? They're they're basing it on the idea that what is coming out of the club is going to bear fruit. Whereas D3, D4, have looked at what we've got and put us in Portsmouth in 10th and 11th because neither club had really signed anyone. But when I looked at the teams who they had finishing above us, I was like, you know what? If we do sign even not enough players, but a few good ones, we should get in the playoffs. It'll be dicey because we'll have bad runs of form but we had bad runs of form last season and still finished
0: in the playoffs. Mm. Well, we, for me, like I've said 11th and oh, you know, off of it's hilarious and whatever, but I've based that on the squad that we've got now and the fact that we're yeah. just not linked with anybody. Like yeah. it, you just described
3: that... one of your own jokes as
0: hilarious there, Matthew? I would never laugh at one of my own jokes, Craig. You should know that. I do uh, agree with what
2: Craig said before, though. there's a little bit kind of like racy bias and how we're all feeling. Like, so... Let's be optimistic and see if it we will beat Wigan and then we'll go and get a result of them geared on. But I'm probably gonna be saying we're gonna be in the playoffs, especially if we we'll get a few new signings in. So I agree with Matthew, it's based on kind of like what where we are now with signings and uh, no, it is, pre- so so more just
0: just before oh. people start going mad and saying it, that yeah. we don't go up and whatever. it's a, it's also
1: like I would not be surprised at all if on Saturday we turn Wigan over quite easily. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, it could be like with Wigan there's so much hype build up around him. And then they just get, you know, I don't know, a bit of overconfidence that they've got this nice, shiny new squad. And then they get beat by us. And it's like, it, we could be six weeks down the line and we've won like five out of six. And then all our concerns and all our worries, even they are justified at the moment, are kind of like, oh, wow, OK, well, it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. No, it wasn't. No,
0: I think but, that, that's, it could feasibly happen. This league is, as we've said, crap. Yeah. And uh, you know, if we do make the additions, but it is the strongest it's been. I think since we've been down here.
3: I and would that agree includes with that. The first season down, and this squad is worse than the squad that we had the first season down here. Which, by the way, if we roll the clock back to that, just for one little moment, uh, I remember people going on about how you know we had no players and that, and only ten people were turning up for training. But but you know, because we had no one, no one left, and all this crap, right? Well, actually, when you look at it, we had more academy graduates that were good. Um, We had a raft of sign-ins that actually, when you look back on it, while not all of them worked, were a lot more creative than some of the sign-ins we've kind of been making this summer. Mm -hmm. Or looked, you know, it was a pretty good transfer window. We just spent too much money on players that you didn't need to spend money on. That was the problem. Yeah, that's true. We are worse than we were then, and this league has the potential to be better than it, which is why I don't think we'll finish as high as we did that time. I, I mean, well, who's going to finish above us? <laughs> Carlton? <laughs> well, yeah. um, but yeah. Like, but teams like, I suppose, you look at Ipswich, you look at Wigan as being potentially strong, Lincoln are going to go again. Uh, Oxford will probably would, do well. Portsmouth will be. Portsmouth yeah, are just well, always they're there just gonna, They're going
0: to be there. They, they're going
3: yeah, they're always about. there. Charlton under Radkins will probably. Oh be, yes, a oh,
0: oh, lovely night A nice man, a lovely man. Well, no, just quickly then. Um, anyway, with, sorry about that. No, that it's, it's all right. I just, just quickly before we we wrap it up. Uh, top goal scorer. I've gone with Aiden McGeady just because we. I, I just have. I uh, think. I've. <laughs>
1: The my head says Ross Stewart, but my heart says Will Grigg.
0: Oh, lovely. Uh, lovely. Did you see also
1: before we go? Did you see him? Um, see the article in the BBC today about uh Domino's and Greg's? And the picture they used was of Will Grigg (laughs) serving Domino's pizzas alongside Max Power, and that's where I think we really have jumped the shark in terms of the banter era. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: jump the walls. God. <laughs> how many another goals
3: prediction. do you think that? how many goals do you think they're going to get then
0: oh uh, I don't care about that 12 9
3: because if that's the case what does that say about either A we're going to have to spread the goals around a lot B who's going to get another 9 to 10 goals each to get us the amount of goals that we need Well, Craig Kyle Lafferty bring him home Bolly the walls. Bring him <laughs> Right, maybe top goal scorer, Craig. Anyway, uh, well, I'll I'll sit Ross Stewart with about fifteen goals. Right,
0: shout, Mick.
2: Yeah, I'm seeing Ross Stewart. I think he's going to be kind of like you know what Kevin Kyle was in the playoff season under Mick Mac. Mm. I can see him like shout. being similar to that. Good shout. Uh, you just
1: need was... a, we just need a Marcus Stewart who will be Will Grigg <laughs> Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's, <laughs> that's great. Well, there we go. We're sorted now. Player watch. I've gone for him. Um, well, player of the season, I guess. Uh, Elliot Embleton yep um, snap for me do I hope that snap wasn't the sound of his hamstring <laughs> no, 8 oh, minutes in the Saturday's no, game if last don't. season's anything to go by
3: please don't do that because I've also gone for Elliot Embleton oh no make, make it a full
2: house I've gone for the juggernaut as lads oh uh, right
1: Doyle is that well they're all going to get injured on the first day well,
2: there's no need for that But I just had a different player
0: opinion to <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Tom. uh, I've got a prediction just for you as well. Where is Wally the walrus going to end up next?
1: Well, he was seen off the coast of Ireland (laughs) recently, but I'm going to say
0: Tromso in Norway. I think he might hit the Scottish Highlands, like really, really,
1: physically hit them. Really, I'd like to see him at the match on Saturday. But, well, you know. he,
0: might be good. he could play left-back, really. Yeah. Guest, of honor. Guest of honour. Guest of honour. Do the half-time draw. Break <laughs> imagine, it, we're, so. imagine we come off this and we've signed a left-back. Well, imagine. Oh, Wally the well, words, Speaking he's... of which. Shall I look? You want, it's, well, you can look if you want. Have we signed anyone? <gasps> uh, no but Chris Weatherspoon's tweeted something so well, no, I don't, don't care know about, about, about him it. Don't so don't that probably about it. means something, something about Mark Campbell I'm not interested in that or him so marry Mark Campbell we've talked about <laughs> things for long enough now does anyone else have anything to add about anything Walrus related or Wigan related um, I was going to say something envelope related but I don't want to Oh I don't, of... Ooh, the envelope. No, I, I, I've kind of specifically avoided that because <laughs> oh. I, just, I just don't
3: care. I like... know like I think the one thing to say on that is it if people have had like a go at it right it isn't because that on its own is a bad thing it's all of the stuff that's gone around yeah. it that makes the club look pretty amateur at the moment you can't just take Lots and lots of things in isolation. you have to start mapping them out into a giant conspiracy
0: theory. Yes <laughs> The, the I've envelope lost thing. My season card.
1: <laughs> Did it fall out of your envelope that was The wall reset it? I think. One thing I will say about the envelope thing, it's both hilarious and just damning,
3: but, and then I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's also fair to say that if you were going to get really excited about a letter from Kirill Louis-Dreyfus that he didn't write, you can also be simultaneously critical of this. An I personally wasn't, yeah, I wasn't bothered about either, really. It just looked a bit shit. And when you add it to the other stuff that's gone on this summer, it didn't look particularly great. But I honestly don't care. I just want us to actually get out of this league. Agree. No, Please. I agree. Um, well, It's getting desperate at this point, isn't it? Four
0: seasons. Well, this is the fourth time we've done this. Um, so let's hope it's the la- it won't be the last one, let's be honest. But um, yeah, well, if no one else has got anything to say about walruses or envelopes, we leave it there then. So all that's left to say is thanks as ever for listening. <laughs>
1: the walrus
2: (laughs) stand up you hear the mugs